Barbecue's our passion, and that's just what you'll get where the Kim Burns is a barbecuer. Tales from the pits. Howdy, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pits. This is Brian. And Andrew. And we are here at one of our favorite little jumping juke joints. We are at the Hop Stop and Umble, aka the headquarters for a majority of the pop-ups that we do. And we are drinking beer and recording podcasts. We're, we've had a lot of people ask us about what to do for barbecue road trips. And we get emails and DMs pretty much weekly these days. Someone coming in from North Carolina, Tennessee, Ohio, all over the place. A uh, gentleman coming in from the UK uh, shortly that's contacted us. And everyone has a different idea of what they want to do as far as their barbecue road trip. Because people come to Texas for different reasons. Not everyone is as really? fanatical as we are about it. They come to Texas for different reasons. They do. Not everyone's in here just to eat 50 places, you know, like we are. We, of course, will still answer any DM or email or anything you send us, and we will happily help you with any road trip eating questions you got. But we thought we'd put together a little episode for you guys that would give you a little idea, a little insight into how you may want to lay out your barbecue run, what stops you want to prioritize, and we've got a few different options based on what you're in Texas for. Let's dive into right. one. Yeah, and Andrew is the the mathematician, math magician, itinerary masterpiece creator. So um, <clears throat> if you ever do need one, he can do it down to the 15-minute interval, but you just have to adhere to it. You can't can't dawdle. It, it's just because Brian and I are opposite. See, Brian didn't wasn't in the car with me, so he ended up going to the wrong burger place today. <laughs> <laughs> it was the same name. It, yes, it was. It was the same burger place, just a different location of theirs, but... That's neither here nor there. We, we, we end up getting where yeah, we need to go. It's literally neither here nor there. That's right. Yeah. We end up getting where we need to go eventually. We, we sometimes double back, hence the name of our pop-ups, but um, we get there. So let's let's dive into it. Let's talk a little about the first category, the, the casual barbecue fan, of which we are not. And the casual barbecue fan is, is somebody that's come into town and they want to hit two or three spots, no more than three spots, because that's really still a lot if you right. think about it. Yeah, mo- most people aren't saying, man, I can't wait to go on vacation and eat three big trays of meat but you're probably not if you're not that type of person you're probably not listening to the show so tune out here we go Um, let's start with houston yeah houston let's start with houston since that's where we're at yeah well you know we're big fans of truth and truth is here in houston now um so um it and they're centrally located so depending on where you're at they're not too far from you yeah i mean they're still lunch only but they are open six days a week now as opposed to brenham you can get the truth pretty easily now the lines aren't super crazy. Um, I've yet. been during, not not yet. I've been during the week, uh, and I've been there 15 minutes before open and been the first person there. Weekend's a little bit different. You might want to get there 30 minutes to an hour early, depending on what else you've got going on that day. Um, and also, if you're going to hit up the, the heavy hitters in barbecue, the truce, the corkscrews, the tejases, you're going to want to order a good chunk of the menu at each one of those places. So you're probably not going to want to go to multiple places in a day like that, because who has the kind of stomach space for that? And, you know, <clears throat> to your point about getting there early, I mean, that's you want to start these runs. You want to get before the opening of the first place you stop at because once you start running behind, you're going to run behind the rest of the day. Right. The worst thing you can do is spend too much time or come in late to the first one, and then that's going to knock everything gonna, out yeah, of Yeah, it's going to put you behind the whole day. And especially a, a city like Houston that's so sprawling, depending on where you want to go, it's going to take you 45 minutes, maybe an hour to get there, depending on the time of day, depending on, you know, if you're going from Truth to Tejas, say, that's a good 45-minute drive in good traffic. You know, so you need a budget time in for that. 
Um, just We aren't going to run down the menu items of all the places we're going to talk about, but if you're going to one of these heavy hitters, order a good amount of food because most of these places have at least one, if not multiple sides that you need to order. The meats are pretty stellar at all of these. You know, truth, you can't go wrong with pretty much anything you order, and the, the desserts at a lot of these places are great. So if you listen to this show, you know what we've been talking about, but if you're into barbecue... Do your homework, do your research, find out what they specialize in, and, and make sure not to miss out on that. Like, if you went to Tejas and missed out on the carrot souffle or the chili relleno sausage, I would feel so bad for you. You missed out. I mean, and, and, and it's not that the other stuff isn't any good. It's just those are kind of the things that are the specialties right now. Right, and they're so unique to that place. I mean, yes, the ribs at Tejas are good, but you can probably get similar ribs at a few different places. You're not getting carrot souffle anywhere else. You're not getting chili relleno sausage anywhere else. You might get an imitator here or there, but... To get the real deal, you got to go to Tejas. And so that was that was another one to stop at. Um, so let's uh, same kind of thing during the week. You can get there probably 15 minutes early. Yeah. Um, on the weekends, you want to get there a lot more than that. But they do have a golden ticket system. Right. Uh, if you so you can go pick up as early. Heck, I think even 6 a.m. But yeah, you can go pick up your number at 8 a.m. and that'll hold your place in line, and you can go shopping. The Tomball has a lot of little shops downtown, Old Town Tomball. But none of them are open at 8 a.m. when uh, you get your things. So, <laughs> I mean, it works if you're staying near the Tomball area. It may not work as well to get there that early if you're staying in the Heights. You may not want to drive there at 8 a.m., get your ticket, and then you have to figure out something to do in Tomball for the next three hours. But, yeah, you can stop by Brian's house. But <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, know, know the systems. Uh, Corkscrew has a ticket system as well, but theirs is different from Tejas. You cannot leave with their ticket or you lose your place in line. Um, but Corkscrew is the same way. If you go during the week, if you get there 30, 20 minutes yeah, early. I try to get there 20 minutes early, and, and we've been you know low single digits every time. Yeah. Um, and it's not bad. You know, the, the other thing we talked about this before is that if you, if you can wait 20 minutes before they open and be one of the first people, or you can get there right at 11 and wait 20 to 30 minutes after they open. And so it's the same kind of wait. Right. It's just a little bit more right. well, not also, pleasant. You know? Yeah, and it comes down to the weather at the time you're going to. If it's 100 degrees outside, yeah, you might want to be out. And, you know, If you're going to wait that 20 minutes, wait before it opens when it's cooler outside. You know, Later and later you get, and that'll come into play as we get into the Austin area too. Um, let's jump ahead to Austin. If, you know, if you're not doing the, the Houston run, um, if you're doing the Houston run, obviously the big hitters – that everyone knows about truth corkscrew tejas are probably the three most renowned right now but houston's got a roster of about 15 different places and we'll go through more of those as we go along here um austin if you're staying in austin if you're the casual barbecue fan i fully understand if you do not want to devote four hours or more of your life to standing at franklin if it's not the pilgrimage you want to take i get it if you're a barbecue fan it is a pilgrimage you should make but if you don't want to do it i don't blame you and there are plenty of other great options in austin yeah, you know, it, it's um, it, it's something that everybody should do, and we try to do it every year. Uh, but there's a lot of great barbecue in Austin. You know, one of ours um, is La Barbecue that you can hit up. Uh, we like to hit up. They've moved over to the Quickie Picky, so it's it's a it's a brick and mortar building, and then they're part of that business, and you can sit inside and drink some beer as well. Yeah, um, and you know, so part of your experience will be indoors. Part of it will be outdoors. Still, they've got a line going out the building. Um, during the week, of course, their times are going to be easier. Your wait times are going to be a little bit slower, pretty much all of these places. Um, Micklewaite is another one of our favorites. You know, started in the little trailer over on Rosewood, just right by Franklin Barbecue. Um, now Tom's got a big, beautiful building in Smithville that if you have a chance to get outside of Austin, it's a wonderful stop. Um, I was going to say, I mean, if, you're, if, you, if you just can't get out of town, 
go to the lo- the Austin location, but right. it's only about a 45-minute drive out to Smithville. Yeah. And um, you'll get to see the world's largest gingerbread man. That's right. <laughs> and they but, open a little bit earlier there, too. They open yeah. at 1030, um, Thursday through Sunday right now. Um, they might have expanded hours and expanded days later on, but right now they're Thursday through Sunday. It's a great stop if you're if you're able to get a little bit outside the city. But if not, the Austin trailer is still an option for you, and they still have great barbecue over there. And then this one is one that's... Austin doesn't have a ton of convenient barbecue that's really good. Uh, it's, it's growing. It's getting better than it used to be. But I think the standard for really good barbecue that you don't have to wait in line for, it, you can get for lunch or dinner, is probably Style Switch. Yeah, Styles is a great one. You know, their, their original location, which is up on North Lamar, um, that's a good one. If you can get a little bit farther south and, and go to Dripping Springs, the Switch, yep. um, which has probably the world's prettiest pit room. Yeah, it's got a, an amazing pit room, an amazing roster of people cooking in that pit room in as Both well. locations. Yes. I mean, that, that's what the, the really standout thing about Styles is that, um, you know, the team there that they put together at both locations is, is really a great team. Um, they've been around there for quite some time. They work really well together, and they all bring something to the to the picture. Yeah, and then yeah, both are an option for dinner barbecue if you don't have time. You know, if you don't want barbecue for lunch, if you want it for dinner, there are a few options in Austin. Terry Black's another one of those. That's what I was gonna say. Another yeah. another good one. You know, you can go, you can get in and get out pretty quick. You can go late at night. Um, these places don't sell out. They may sell out of one or two proteins, but they they don't sell out like your your afternoon places. And so it's a good option. Yep. Absolutely. And uh, moving on to Dallas. Do we have to? We do. We can't keep making fun of Dallas. Dallas has got a real... Dallas, Fort Worth. Got Fort Worth. Such Fort a Worth. growing yeah. scene. Yes, yeah. yes, we can still make fun of Dallas, but Fort Worth has a growing scene. But yes, uh, Dallas, if you're looking to, again, go to the known places, the heavy hitter places, Cadillac Barbecue does have limited hours. They are, according to Texas Monthly, they're considered the best barbecue in the Dallas area. Um, they are open Thursdays and Fridays for lunch only and the first Saturday of every month. Um, where they do whole hog as well as their full menu. Um, it is a bit of commitment. We, you, you are probably, you need to get there about 30 minutes before they open on Thursdays and Fridays, maybe even a little earlier than that on a Saturday. Saturday yeah. um, but you can get a full spread there. They do house-made sausages, brisket, ribs, the whole shebang. Uh, doing a lot of other stuff. Were they doing uh, pastrami? Yeah, they, they always have yeah. some sort of special that they rotate. Um, they, they do creative stuff over there, and it's, we're actually going to be there Hopefully in the near future, I think. I think we're going to finally get back over there. It's been too long. Um, but they're, they're doing some really good stuff. Uh, Pecan Lodge has been around for a while now in Dallas and for the longest time you know, was the kind of the golden child of Dallas. They're in a really big, nice building in uh, a Deep Ellum, which is kind of like a hit, trendy area of Dallas. It's kind of, if you're, if you're familiar with Houston, kind of like Montrose Heights area, um, the equivalent of that. And they're open on Fridays and Saturdays. They're open for lunch and dinner, and then um, they're open every day but Monday for lunch only. And it's it's a nice setup. You, it's got a, a bar in there that you can sit and have a couple of beers with your barbecue. Um, but those are kind of if you're the casual fan, those are you know some of the some of the main ones you'd want to hit up. Yeah, pretty easy to get to for the most part. No uh, no crazy drives or, or anything required. You know, a corkscrew is obviously in. Spring, right? Houston, you're going to drive no matter what you're doing, yeah. no matter where you're going, because Houston just requires you to get in the car and drive. We don't. Our mass transit mostly just runs over people. So. <laughs> that is actually a true statement. Um, the next one was going to um, we get we get this one a lot, and I think these are some really good itineraries, which is the prospective restaurant tour. Yeah, um, we've had a couple of people reach out to us saying they're coming to Texas because they're thinking of opening their own barbecue place and they want to get more of a sense of 
how Texas bar barbecue restaurants operate. And there's no simple answer to that because they all have different service models, different ways that they have laid out their restaurants, some are food trucks, depending on what you're planning on doing for your business, your itinerary may be different. So we're just gonna run through a few of the different ones. And just to let you know, we're gonna hit mostly on the big cities for this, um, just cause there's a, a breadth of options in the big cities. We aren't talking about San Antonio a lot because San Antonio still has a barbecue scene that needs to grow. Um, but if you are not familiar with 2M Smokehouse in San Antonio, you absolutely should be, and you actually absolutely should be going there. Their barbecue is phenomenal. Yeah, go eat there. Go eat. Um, and so we'll start with Houston again because Houston's always a great place. Um, and one of our favorites and one that you get to eat at a hell of a lot more than I do, which is Ragel's. Yeah, um, Ragel's is a, it's an interesting place, if, you know, from a restaurant perspective, because if you get a chance to, to strike up a, a friendship or a relationship with uh, Russell Ragel's, he's a wealth of information. He's been in this industry much longer than this industry has been popular to be in. Russell's been doing this for, I want to say, close to 35 years off and on since he was a teenager. Um, he's now an old man with an AARP card, but uh, if you get a chance to talk with Russell, he uh, he has some really good knowledge, and he runs a seven-day-a-week barbecue restaurant. Tell it to you straight, too. Yes, yeah. and he will be very honest with you about it, um, and he'll and he'll tell you you know some mistakes that he's made along the way, and some some smart ideas he's had along the way. He's had plenty of them, um, but you'll get to see their their business model where you kind of have all of your sides that are visual for the customer where they can see. Kind of cafeteria style. Uh, it's it's kind of ca yeah, yeah, it's cafeteria style. If you're going there on a Thursday, get there early because he does pastrami and Rubens on Thursday, and the line is can be quite long for that. Um, but Regal's is a good option to see how a high volume seven day a week restaurant operates. So if you get a chance to talk with Russell, obviously even better. Truth and Corkscrew are really interesting business models as well. Yeah, you know, talk about efficiency, uh, multiple cutters, line moving quickly. Um, Corkscrew was the one that really locked us down in Houston first. Um, fastest moving line in barbecue. Yes. I will, I will put it down there. Um, they're incredibly efficient. Um, will and Nicole are there every day. They're working. They're, will is usually on the block cutting. Yeah, Will and or Nicole are yeah. on the block cutting pretty much every time I've ever been in there. One, one if not both of them. Um, and, and it's not just the efficiency. They can run up to three cashiers. Um, but the customer service there is is like it's so good it's stupid. I mean it's it's ridiculous. Um, your drink will not go untouched. They'll go get your sauce. They'll go get you when it's time to to put stuff in bags or or take it home. They're they're all over you helping you out. It's it's just it's an amazing experience from a, a customer service. It really is. And, and, and one of the things I like is, you know the juxtaposition between Corkscrew and Truth is they both have multiple cutters, they both have multiple registers, um, but it's a little bit different from an ordering experience. Truth still carries more of that Central Texas meat cutter, butcher block experience where you do order straight from the guy who's cutting your meat, um, and then you go straight to the person that's scooping your sides and then to the register, whereas Corkscrew, you order everything at the register, and while you can see the meat being cut, if you choose to kind of stand by the kitchen area, you don't get that. It's a window. It, yeah, yeah, it's a window. Yeah, you, you don't get that. They're cutting it right in front of you sort of experience. Um, so that's one thing if you're a restaurateur and you're trying to figure out how to lay out your restaurant. Um, it's an interesting way to lay it out. Uh, one that's not in a big city that um, I just want to kind of touch on, too, is Evie Mays because they have a really, to me, it's a really unique way of ordering there. You order at the counter, and then you go down and watch them do it. Which is kind of uh, it's kind of a mix between both. The yeah, what what you're saying is is you order your entire meal yes. first, and then you go down as they pick it. Where 
the opposite of that was you order one meat at a, you order your meat then you order your side right. separately. Course crew obviously it's a different different system but it's the same thing you order your whole whole order through the cashier. Right. But yeah, and I would say everybody's kind of a kind of a, a mix of the two in a way. Well, uh, and they have the shortcut line for chopped beef sandwiches yes. that you can avoid. You know, if you ever don't have enough time, you're passing through Lubbock, um, you can jump in the short line and get some uh, chopped beef. Yeah, and just going back to Houston. Um, if you're in Houston and you're doing this restaurant tour sort of tour, Kilns and Pit Room is a good way to see some dinner barbecue service. Um, both are open for dinner, as well as Pinkerton's. And Pinkerton's will give you a, a full bar experience, which is interesting. And, and Grant's been very successful with that business model. And moving to San Antonio, or opening in San Antonio. Yeah, not moving, yeah, but yeah. Another location. Speaking of San gonna, Antonio. Yeah, yeah it's going to be in San Antonio. Uh, it'll be a while, but they'll, they'll eventually get open there. Another, Houston's got some unique restaurant setups. Fiji's Barbecue, which is another one that's... Fiji's? Not Fiji's. Let's Fiji's. get the name right, people. It's Fiji's. I know it can be hard to pronounce. But they've got a very unique setup. Fiji's. They're in a food court in an office building, which, I mean, I, I get that's probably not going to be many people's business model, but if, if that is a business model for you, if, if you're looking at some sort of food court option, Fiji's might be a place that you can go. So you can, you can kind of see how they lay it out. They still do kind of the meat market style where you order in front of the cutter and then you go to you know get your side scooped and all that good stuff but again a little little bit different of a and, and you have business. to say was is it still nine proteins and 11 sides i i didn't count <laughs> i was actually there today but yes they have a very vast menu um, but they run that line extremely fast yep. so it's 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 kind of neat to watch let's go to uh, austin austin presents some different options for restaurant tours in terms of there are food truck options in Austin. There are restaurant options in Austin that you can kind of get a lay of the land for. Wait times are more of a thing in Austin than they are in Houston, I would say. I think people just like waiting. I really do. <laughs> uh, and it's just, yeah, I mean, it could be the mentality of the city and things like that. Laid back. Yeah. You know, it is. Yeah, I mean, obviously the Franklin line is legendary at this point. It's meat mar- very much meat market, Central Texas style where once you finally do get to the counter, you're, you know, they're slicing it right in front of you. Um, and it's very much that classic style of ordering and service. If you want to get more of the food truck experience, say Micklewaite, of course, in Austin is a food truck. And Leroy and Lewis is a food truck in Austin. And it's, it's interesting to see how much they're doing out of that food truck and, and how they do it. And if you get a chance to, to talk with Evan while you're there, he, I'm sure he, if he's available, he'd be willing to kind of give you his thoughts on how the food truck life has been for him. Breaking down whole animals and, and kind of nose to tail. Right. Now, granted, they do that in a commissary. But yes, yeah. but yeah, the, yeah. The, amount of, the amount of prep and everything that goes into what ends up in that truck is pretty amazing. So that would be a, a really good option if you're you know, looking to go the food truck route on your restaurant. And I think, you know, another one that's good, um, they, they made the Texas Monthly new top 25, um, is Loro. So it's if for people that are looking at how to kind of infuse barbecue and smoke, but maybe not be a full-on barbecue restaurant, um, it's it's an interesting experience. You know, uh, um, food's good. The lines when we went weren't bad, but I, I I'm not sure. But it's a different ordering system. Everything is different about that. Yeah, it is different. Thing. Yeah, you, you order basically. There's a I guess a U-shaped bar is is probably a fair way to say it. There's a U-shaped bar and there's multiple ordering stations. And you can order your drinks there, your food there, and unless they've changed it since we've been, they had a like a like a buzzer system where when your food was ready, it would buzz, you come pick it up. Um, I believe it's still that way, but yeah, that is another one. You know, that's a very different option for you. Um, it, going back to Dallas again, Pecan Lodge has like an indoor outdoor area, full bar setup similar to Pinkerton's. 
And their, their service is similar to corkscrew. You go through the line, you order at the register, they cut it in the kitchen behind you, and then you get your tray. And uh, Lockhart Smokehouse is another dinner barbecue option where they've kind of blended the old school and the new school. They have a full bar that you can go and order from, but you still order all your meats with a cutter and all that stuff. Yeah, it, was, it was kind of cool. It was separate, so you yeah. had to walk to the back, and the back is where the barbecue is, you know, right. kind of like the mullet, you know, party in the front and business in the back. Right. I mean, and they're kind of in a, you know, in a, and I don't know if I would call it upscale or just a nice area of Dallas. So they, they do provide you with that, you know, with that sit-down table. But at, the, but at the same time, you do have that meat market style. Part of that, I'm sure, comes from one of the owners of Lockhart Smokehouse is from the Kreitz family. So I guess, they, that, you know, they wanted to keep some of the Kreitz tradition along with you know, a little more modern features. And they do serve uh, official and original Kreitz sausage there, shipped right. in from Lockhart. Right. So yeah, that, that's a little bit of if you know if you're the restaurant tour route and that's what you're looking to go through. You hey, know. hey, watch this segue. Okay, I'm are waiting. you watching? I'm ready. It's coming around the corner. You know, the whole point of a segue is it's supposed to be a smooth transition. You don't have to talk about. So you, when <laughs> you tell me, here comes this segue. Here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> no, speaking of Lockhart. Ah. ah. So let's talk about the barbecue history buff. All right. So you know, people that that I still love taking people to historical barbecue joints. Um, I, I love doing runs where we have different types of barbecue all in the same run. And, you know, Lockhart and Luling are just, they're just standouts that you just have to do. You know, I would say that craft barbecue has surpassed the, the barbecue in these cities for the most part. But you can't, you can't avoid and you can't ignore the history. And I think it's good to know, you know, where it came from, you know, especially if, if you've fallen in love, which a lot of people have with the modern barbecue movement and craft barbecue, I think it's still good to know like where, you know, you see where it is now, but you need to see where it was and, and kind of start to tie the two together of how it got to the point that it got to. Um, and Lockhart's a great place to start for that. It's a great experience to go to these places. Again, if you're used to prime brisket and heavy black pepper and this, that, and the other, this is, it's going to be a different experience for you. The brisket at most of these places is very lightly seasoned. Table salt. Table salt seasoned. It's cooked mostly hot and fast because that's the way brisket, believe it or not, was cooked for a very, very long time. I know we've fallen in love with low and slow and we love it too, but you have to remember the purpose of what these meat markets were. They were to smoke meat that was going to go bad and sell it cheap. So they were not going to spend a whole lot of time on seasoning and they sure as heck weren't going to spend 15, 16, whatever hours cooking it. Yeah, and it's, it's um, you know, obviously Smitty's is the one that has some of the longest tenure in all of Texas. Yeah, right around the turn of the 20th century. And, um, you know, it, it used to be called Kreitz Market. It was the original location for Kreitz Market, renamed after um, Edgar Schmidt. Yes. And uh, it, was, it, it was and is just a wonderful place to visit. This is the one where you come in the back door usually instead of the front door because the back door faces more of the, the 183 side, um, Highway 183. And you come in and you walk right into the pit room fires are blazing you can literally trip into the fire and melt your face off um, but it, it's it's a lot of fun to see the building all of the the stalactites of smoke on the walls um, you know all of the patina of everything and the prices are, are insanely cheap um, sometimes they'll give you an entire sleeve of cracker when you order <laughs> one sausage link um, yes. <laughs> that was a long long interesting trip we had but um it's it's a great stop in and they open super early as well right and, and maybe you don't order brisket at every one of these places maybe you order at one of the stops or two of the stops but 
but maybe you don't order at every place, but you should absolutely be ordering the sausage at all these stops. Um, it's very signature to this region, very classic, that Czech garlic, very simple sausage, um, but, but done really well. And it's just, it, it, it's really good, especially if you've gotten to craft sausage as Brian and I have, it's really good to see where the, where that foundation came from. Yeah, it's it's difficult to make a great simple sausage, and that's what these guys do. Yes, and they've been doing it for decades, and they've been doing it really well. So, get the sausage at all those places. Black's Barbecue as well in Lockhart. You should definitely go there. You can you can literally walk to you know from Smitty's to Black's if you choose to. Black's Black's um, is holds claim to one of the very first places to ever serve brisket. Yep. Uh, moving from Claude into brisket and. Um, and popularizing that and also um they claim uh, beef ribs were maybe not started there but they were one of the very first places along with louis miller barbecue but to do beef ribs right yeah and just great stops great pieces of history i like walking around the outside of blacks because you can see a lot of the old signs that used to be on the building and it's just it's really fun to go to these places so if you're again if you're into the barbecue history lockhart is a must stop for you um you'd be missing out on a lot of great barbecue history if you don't go to Black's. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, go to Kreitz as well. The, you know, the Kreitz market, which is, in comparison to Black's and Smitty's, it's, it's brand new. It's 20 years old compared yeah. to, you know, 80, 90, 100 years old for Smitty's and Black's. But, the, you know, when, they, when, when the split happened between the Kreitz and Smitty thing in 1999, when Kreitz opened where it's at now, it's it's a much bigger building than the other massive, buildings are. It's massive huge. smokehouse. Um, but but they did try to keep as much of the aesthetic as as the original. You do have the big brick pits. Um, you do walk in there. There's a giant chopping block where they cut your meat. I mean, it's still a great experience going in there. It's just it's just different from you know fr- from Smitty's because it just it doesn't have 120 years of history in it yet. Right, and and it's um it's also that same concept where just like Smitty's, you order your meat and you pay for your meat at the meat counter. Then you go into a separate room to pay for your sides and drink. Right. Um, so it brings back that history as well. Right. And if you're in Lockhart, you're very close to Luling. And if you're there, you should be going to Luling. Let, for, first, let's say this. City Market in Luling, Texas should not be confused with Luling City Market in Houston. That was an unfortunate use of the name. I don't know the whole story behind it. I just know that they are not affiliated in any way, shape, or form. So we're talking about actual city market in Luling, Texas. Yeah. And in saying city market, a lot of the, the barbecue business back in the day, that's all they were called. Yeah. It wasn't called Luling yeah, was, City Market. It, was it wasn't a city called city market that was in that town. It wasn't called Giddings. A, a lot of you know, a lot of these started out, they were just called City Market. Right. Um, and over time, obviously, as population's grown and the internet and other social media where you can search and Google the names that's where they, they've started to have to use their, their own city names to kind of define them. Um, but Luling City Market, um, or sorry, City Market in Luling. There See, you, go. you did it. You did it too. <laughs> I always call it Luling City Market, uh, but it is not the one in Houston. Um, get there early when the stuff comes right off the pits. Yes. It can be a super treat. Um, make sure you try the mustard sauce. They're very unique and classic mustard sauce. Um, and what we learned last time was you can buy a bottle of it for a dollar and a half. <laughs> A buck fifty. Just crazy. It is cash only. You should be aware of that. But out of all the classic joints, and we, we've talked about a lot of the classic joints, we've been to a lot of the classic joints, I, I think Luling, as far as food quality, may be the most consistent for me. The sausage, is, I mean, not every stop is the exact same every time you go. That's kind of the charm of these places, though. But if you can get some of those fresh ribs hot off the pit at Luling, 
they're incredible. Um, the sausage is very, very good. And it's just, it's great to walk because it's a functioning market still, not necessarily a meat market, but a functioning like grocery market where you can get chips and sodas and whatever. And then you go to the back of it and that's where the smokehouse is and that's where you go in and you order your barbecue. And it's it's still, I love going in there. Every single time we go in there, it's, it's a treat and I, I love doing it. These places open early. Smitty's is open 7 a.m. every day except for Sunday. They open at 9 on Sundays. Black's is open at 10 a.m. Uh, Kreitz opens at 10.30 a.m. And Luling's open at 7 a.m. Uh, Luling is closed Sundays as well. And, and one thing we should point out, be, just because they're open, they are not going to have all of their meats ready. Correct. Um, the ones that open, you know, at 7 and 8 a.m., you're probably going to get sausage and you might get ribs, but um, you your, might not get brisket's brisket not going to be ready yet. Right. And if it is ready, you may not want it that early <laughs> because it may not be that day's brisket. This but, is true. Um, uh, and, this, and the meat markets, there there aren't a ton of them left. There are still some of them left. Um, in addition to the ones we told you about in Lockhart and Luling, there is Gonzalez Food Market in Gonzalez, Texas. There is City Market in Giddings, which if you're doing a snows trip on a Saturday, especially from Houston, you're going to pass Giddings Market on the way there. Um, so you can stop in, get some sausage. Um, Schulenburg City Market, that's been on our show. Uh, they are a fun stop. They do a ton of different house-made sausages. Um, they are a sausage wholesaler as well. And uh, yeah, we love meat markets. We love going to them. Um, if you're a history buff, it's it's great to see where that started. Yeah, some of these are, are still functioning true meat markets yes, where they're breaking down. Very much so. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I I love walking in when they're breaking down animals in the middle yeah. uh, of the of the building and they're yeah, selling Krause those cuts. Smokehouse yeah, and Krause. very good example of that. Yeah, and it's just it's just really cool to see. And and you know, again, you're not going to have craft barbecue and craft barbecue sides, but right. it is the history aspect that's so great about it. Absolutely, and, and we can't talk about the history without talking about Taylor, Texas. The, the cathedral, the, they'll come up with a new name next week. I won't even bother. <laughs> it's called Louis Miller Barbecue. Um, <laughs> they, they've been in that building since 1959. Um, that was after over a decade of selling meats straight out of their uh, complete food store. The Miller family is very well known throughout the barbecue community, both the, the lineage of Louis Miller and then his son, Bobby, and then Bobby's family, uh, Wayne, John, Leanne, that all have different barbecue businesses. Wayne runs Louis Miller Barbecue. If you're not familiar, I'd be surprised. Um, but Louis Miller is still one of the most amazing places to go in Texas barbecue. Yeah, and, the, and the trick there, um, you know, the lines can get long. Um, and the and wait, there is no AC in the main well, dining act, room. Yeah, in the main dining room, but now there is AC <laughs> But in when the you're waiting room. in line, there is no yeah, AC. Yeah, and, um, and it's, it's not quite efficient as you would, as you would imagine. Um, they do give you the free sample of barbecue while you're waiting, yep. kind of that tradition. Um, but the trick is to get there. They open at 10 a.m. on Saturdays. Yes, and that's that's one of our favorite things, and I'm almost mad that we're telling more people about it. <laughs> but, yes, especially if you're doing well, the, we're only telling a couple people. Right. So. Yeah, there's only five that listen to the show. No. Uh, if, uh, if you're doing the snows run on a Saturday, you, planning your trip to where you leave snows at about 9.20, that would put you at Louis Miller about 9.50 right before they open, you can get in there before all the craziness happens on Saturday. Get your beef rib, get your sausage, great spot. And yeah, it's walking in that place is amazing. If you can get the classic orders, you know, of, of beef ribs and sausage and that thin Louis Miller sauce. And it's just, it's it's still a magical experience going in there. Um, and then once you're, once you're finished at Louis Miller, walk a couple of blocks and walk off some of that beef rib and go see Vincent Mares. Yeah, Vinsel Mares at Taylor Cafe. Uh, you know, we've told you a million times. Get there when you can. Um, 
great man, still hanging out, still there every time we come. And he, he's, you know, he's a character. He's getting old in his years, and he's not, he still likes to talk, but he may have a little hard time understanding him now. Yeah, he's a World War II veteran that has owned and operated Taylor Cafe for, oh gosh, almost over 70 years now, almost 70 years. And he, they still do classic classmate sausage there. They do a turkey sausage and a beef sausage there, which you absolutely should order. Sit at the bar, you know, have some non-craft beer because you're not getting craft beer at Taylor <laughs> Cafe. Um, but you absolutely should still go there. It's a magical place, and it's it's one of those places that we don't know how long it's going to be around. We don't. It won't be the same once Vensel's not there. And I hope Vensel lives at least 200 years old. But you just never know. So go in there. It's a great little spot, and it's a time warp to go into those places. Um, just finishing up, obviously, that's mostly Central Texas, but there are still some other regions of Texas that do some classic versions of that region's barbecue. Patillo's in Beaumont is the oldest African-American-owned joint in Texas, opened in 1912 by the Patillo family. It's still owned and operated by Robert Patillo to this day, and they are famous for what East Texas and Beaumont is known for, the garlic Garlic bombs. bombs. Garlic bombs. The beef links, the juicy links. They're, they've got a few different names. All you need to know is that you're going to be burping garlic for the Man, rest of the day. And you ain't lying. Like, <laughs> like you will be, you'll be thinking about it for hours and hours because you'll burp and you'll be like, oh yeah, that's sausage. That's right. <laughs> uh, it's a very distinct, it's, it's, the way you're supposed to eat it is pretty much like a boudin. You cut it out of the casing and scoop it out because the, the casings are not cooked like a like a central texas czech sausage it's it's a loose casing you scoop it out um, a lot of times if you can order you can order it with what they call rice dressing it's basically like dirty rice a little bit not really spicy but i like to put it on the dirty rice and just kind of eat it all together um, but eat it however you like but yes uh patillo's has been around since 1912 and it's one of the classic versions of that and uh we, it, vera's is another one in south texas which is a great representation of south texas barbacoa and, and like so many other places that we've talked about, um, you go to Vera's, you get the barbacoa. Yes, um, yes you do. And and you can get it in one of three ways. You can get the lingua, the ojos, or... <laughs> you can do the cachete, or you can do the mixta, which is yeah. a little bit of all the head. The, uh, yeah. yeah, you can get the eyes. The eyes are considered a delicacy. Uh, I have not partaken in that. I, not really my thing and it's the eye socket it's not the eyeball yeah so. <laughs> i'm still gonna pass yeah. but but if you'd like to go go right ahead and yes it's the last known place that's still allowed to cook barbacoa the traditional way which is literally a hole dug in the ground they put the whole cow head into the ground cover it um, with leaves and there's no seasoning on it and it's just cooked over a bed of hot coals that are in that ground and they cover up the you know they you know they cover up the hole they let it cook they take the cover off and they shred the meat and it's very simple very traditional been owned by the uh, Vera family since the mid 50s and it's it's an experience and we 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 wanted and we talked about going down there for years we didn't do it finally the Texas monthly list gave us that last motivational push to go do it and I still think about that experience it was still yeah. I'm, I'm really glad that we got to do that because it's you know it's one of those you can only get it this one place yeah, we've got to make that, that run down there and hit, hit places like Butters and some others on the way down there. And, and Smoke and Moon, Joel Garcia. If I don't say that, he will uh, probably say some dirty words to us on right. Instagram. <laughs> so so we, we are still planning that trip. Yes, um, we are. You know, and that, you know, we've got some more that we'll talk about at a later point in time. But, um, again, Andrew kind of gets a kick out of doing customized itineraries. Um, <laughs> don't bombard him and send him 5 million emails, please, because um, we do have day jobs. But... 
Um, he takes it as a challenge, actually. and uh, It's fun. You know, it, it's fun because you can, you know, it's however you want to do it. Everybody's different. You know, when I, when I get people, when I take people on a road trip, I, I'm very specific. You know, what kind of barbecue do you like? What do you want to experience? How many places do you want to stop? You know, right. not everybody wants to stop at 11 places, but some people do. Um, you know, and some people just want to experience Texas barbecue, and one or two stops is enough sometimes. Right, and and the next one of these episodes that we do, we'll, we'll gear more towards the barbecue super fan, fanatic, crazy person like us, because there are more than two of us. There are some crazy people that do this stuff besides us. I know it's hard to believe, but hey, there were more people on that whole hog trip than just the two of us, so there are more people that <laughs> are willing to do this. So we'll go into a little bit more of that. We'll give them some challenges. Yeah, about running the gauntlet. We'll go through a you know, more aggressive list if you're trying to get to as many of the places as you can, this, that, and the other. We'll get into more of that in a future episode. And we might even go into a little bit more of the whole hog country tips and pointers too. Places we've been, places we've heard good things about. Um, and just try to give you as much information as we can on that. But just a quick ending up this episode have fun with this stuff. We have a ton of fun with it. Go at whatever pace you want to go at. Like Brian said, if you want to go to two places in a day, go to two places in a day. Have lunch and have dinner. All right, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give one tip if I can think of any one thing, and I want you to give one tip if you can think of any one of the best things to tell people. Um, for me, it is do a little research and find out what the restaurant specializes in. Um, you know, you said it earlier the the carrot souffle at Tejas. Their, their food is great, but make sure you get the chili reno sausage yep. and the carrot souffle. Don't go there without doing that. Right. Um, you know, and, and um, what about you? My biggest thing is know your audience, who's in the car with you, whether that's a fellow barbecue fan, your spouse who may not want to do the crazy things you do, if you have kids with you, if you've got older people with you. I mean, know your audience and know what they're up for and plan accordingly. There's nothing worse than getting to a place and it being sold out. I am very proud that in the five years that we've been doing this together, we probably can count on one hand the number of sold out places that we've run into. And we've eaten probably close to 250 barbecue meals together. Well, that, that's your itineraries. I, I mean, it's when I do my itineraries, I have a few more. Well, you probably go to places that closed like years ago, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yes, plan your route, kind of know what, what these places are known for, like Brian said, and, and know what your sellout times are and pay attention on social media. And this also goes to, cause we do have some barbecue places that, that listen to our show. Please, please, please. If you're going to be closed for vacation, for whatever that reason may be, please post it on your social media. Post it uh, on all of your social yes, media. It, it really does help people out. Especially if you're one of those places that people really do make special plans to go to. It's nothing's more disappointing than you, you go to a place expecting it fully to be open and it's not. Yeah, it's one thing if they're sold out and you got there late. Right, and it's another late. thing if you get there on time and there's a little sign up that says, you know, closed for right. spring cleaning. Right. Or, and don't tell me, well, I put it on my MySpace. Well, no, no. Post It doesn't take long to post on social media. It really helps the customers out. So please, as a, as a fellow barbecue fan, please help uh, all of us out with that. But yes, pay attention to that. You know, if you're making special trips, know if the place is going to be open if they're close for vacation especially around major holidays and things like that so just planning you know because those of us that have jobs that sometimes when we go is on those holidays yes. and so um like a certain somebody that tried to go on uh, easter was it easter no what was it thanksgiving thanksgiving it's been that long yeah when we tried to plan a thanksgiving <laughs> trip and then realized that the place was closed yeah so so plan accordingly have fun with it we, we love doing this stuff we're going to do more of it you know we're already and hard planning for what the heck we're doing this summer. We're going a lot of places. But thanks for listening. 
follow us on all that good social media stuff twitter at barbecue podcast instagram at tales from the pits email us at tales from the pits at gmail.com send us any questions you got if you are a fan of the show please subscribe on your favorite podcast listening app and rate us it does help us out and we really appreciate it and uh, get out there and eat some barbecue